Welcome to the Corporate Butterfly Podcast, a podcast about change, resilience, and overall transformation. I'm Marie Medina, an enterprise change management consultant and your host for this podcast. Join me today as we go on a transformative journey, analyzing, reflecting, and talking about overall change. As an enterprise change management professional with over 20 plus years of corporate experience, I help individuals and organizations strategically navigate through change so they can reach their desired state, achieve their desired benefits, and ignite long-term growth. And as a result of my professional and personal experience, I can say that change is not easy. It can be challenging, stressful, and sometimes overwhelming. In this episode, we're going to talk about change resistance, a key concept that can make or break your change initiative. We'll define this term, discuss why managing it matters, and provide some proven approaches and tools that can help you with overcoming resistance. So what exactly is change resistance? Well, according to the Association of Change Management Professionals, also known as the ACMP, change resistance is a stakeholder's opposition to a change. It can also be defined as the unwillingness of those affected by the change to yield to a new way of thinking, a new environment, or new process. It can happen at any phase along the process and can affect change sustainment. Additionally, Change resistance is a natural and normal reaction to any change that disrupts our status quo or comfort zone. Now, let's take a look at various factors that cause change resistance. Change resistance can be caused by fear, lack of trust, loss, limiting beliefs, and discomfort. The first factor, fear, refers to Fear of failure, fear of change, fear of losing control, fear of the unknown, which is also known as uncertainty. Now, uncertainty refers to the fear of the unknown or the unpredictable aspects that come with change. For example, if we don't know what to expect or how things will turn out as a result of a change, we may feel anxious or insecure about it. Additionally, we may fear the criticism that comes with change. For example, if we're fearful about our inability to perform well or cope with the new situation, we may resist the change. Let's take a look at a case study. During a post-merger integration, the acquiring company plans to adopt and integrate new software from the acquired company. The new software user group is part of the acquiring or legacy company. The native user group is a pre-existing set of users who already have extensive experience using this software. As a result of this new and unfamiliar software, the new software user group not only has fears about using the new software that it has to quickly adopt, 
But this group also expresses strong insecurities about the new software's native user's ability to surpass them in performance. In this example, the new software user group felt like the native users of the new software had more advantage over them and that it would be impossible for them to ever get to the native user's level of proficiency in using the software. This example actually displays all the fear types I mentioned above. Fear of failure, fear of change, fear of losing control, fear of the unknown, as well as fear of the known. Additionally, I believe that this fear caused both conscious and subconscious resistance for the new software user group. I use the terms conscious and subconscious because we can resist knowingly or unknowingly due to pre-existing beliefs, triggers, and our body's natural tendency to self-preserve and defend itself against threats. Another reason why change resistance occurs is lack of trust. Lack of trust is the lack of confidence or faith in the leaders or agents of change, or even in the change itself. For example, if we don't trust that the leaders have our best interests at heart or that the change will bring about positive results, we may resist the change. Some of the reasons why this may happen could be due to lack of sponsor visibility and communication about the change. The next factor is loss. This is the sense of grief or sadness that comes with losing something that we may value or identify with as a result of a change. For example, if we feel that we may lose our status, power, relationships, or identity because of the change, we may resist the change. The next factor is limiting beliefs. These are negative or pessimistic thoughts that affect our outcomes and behaviors. For example, if we think that we're not capable or worthy of achieving a goal or sustaining a change, we're more likely to give up or sabotage ourselves. Again, when we look at the example of the new user group, we see that the fears of the new software user group resulted in limiting beliefs because they believed that they were defeated even before the change started. As the proverb says, as you think, so you are. So here we see that fear and limiting beliefs can lead to resistance, which can lead to failed change, hence becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. The last factor we're going to look at is discomfort. This is the feeling of unease or the anxiety that comes with stepping out of your comfort zone and trying something new or different. For instance, if we're used to doing things in a certain way or following a certain routine, we may feel uncomfortable or stressed when we have to change it. This can lead to change resistance. Now that we've looked at various factors that can cause change resistance, let's take a look at how change resistance can manifest itself if it is not properly managed. Change resistance can manifest itself as denial, anger, bargaining, depression, or acceptance, among many other things as depicted on the change curve. 
And while there may be acceptance, please note that unmanaged change resistance leads to delayed acceptance. Stakeholders may eventually accept the change, but the acceptance tends to take a lot longer. As such, the change becomes disruptive and slows down the day-to-day -day productivity of the organization, department, or area experiencing the change. This may even trickle down to other areas and impact them negatively. Some of this behavior may also lead to a failed change or unsustainable change, depending on the scale of resistance. Now, if you're wondering what change curve is she talking about, check out our YouTube video and you'll see the visuals there. Unfortunately, because this is audio, I can't share it here, but definitely check out our YouTube page. The link is below in the description and you'll be able to check it out there. In the previous example, we spoke about how change resistance can manifest itself if it is not properly managed. Now, let's take a closer look at this to see why this happens. This happens for a variety of reasons, but two of the primary reasons are lack of sponsor visibility and lack of stakeholder engagement. Lack of sponsor visibility happens when there is no apparent interest, direction, or guidance displayed by senior leaders, specifically those who are responsible for financing and approving the project. Lack of stakeholder engagement occurs due to minimal or non-existent communication. Oftentimes, employees and middle-level managers are left in the dark about changes until they actually occur, and they usually don't even have a clear understanding of why these changes are even happening. Again, if we look at the change curve more closely, we'll see that there are direct correlations in stakeholder behavior, sponsor visibility, and stakeholder engagement. This specific change curve depicts low communication, which leads to a high level of stakeholder shock and frustration, low emotional support, which leads to denial and immense depression, and therefore causing a severe dip in productivity during the transition phase. Lastly, we see low guidance and direction, which leads to a longer adoption and integration phase. And if you're wondering how you can see this change curve, visit our YouTube page and you'll be able to check out the visuals. So how do we address resistance? We can address change resistance by actually increasing communication, support, and guidance through applying the ACMP's framework to resistance management, which is a component of change management. Now, resistance management by definition is the process of addressing stakeholders' opposition to a change. So what does that look like? If we apply the ACMP framework, we'll see that we have to create a stakeholder engagement plan, a sponsor plan, and a communication plan. The plans are the inputs and the activities that correlate with the plans are your outputs. Lastly, I wanna take a look at this change curve illustrated by G2, G3, 
This chart actually depicts what change looks like with and without change management. And if you're watching the YouTube video, you'll be able to actually see how chaotic unmanaged change and unmanaged change resistance is. You see that everyone is very emotional and everyone is basically out of control. They're jumping overboard and there's a lot of emotions going on, which in turn also creates a big dip in production and creates a gap in the future state and potentially unrealized results and benefits. However, when we look at the managed side of change, the managed side of change resistance, we see a bridge is provided, also known as a framework, a framework which provides a structured approach to change management to transition your stakeholders from a current state to a future state. And as a result of that, you have a quicker, a smoother transition that is then able to have stakeholder adoption. Once the project goes live, everyone is a lot happier and you're also able to accomplish your desired change benefits and ROI. And I believe that's how change should always be. And I would always, if someone asked me which side I would want to be, I would always want to be on the side of manage change and manage change resistance. And that's where the corporate butterfly comes in. We can help your stakeholders transition from their current state to their future state a lot smoother. And we can help coach and influence the people managers and sponsors so that they're able to lead and help guide their stakeholders through the change. Thank you for joining us and see you in the next episode. We are the Corporate Butterfly and we facilitate the holistic transformation of organizations and individuals to ignite long-term growth. Allow us to guide you through your next change management project. For more information about our services, please visit thecorpbutterfly.com. Again, that's thecorpbutterfly.com. T-H-E-C-O-R-P-B-U-T-T-E-R-F-L-Y.com. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe 